0: That's ljsinnercircle.com, or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. Here at Learn Jazz Standards, our philosophy is that the best way to learn jazz and improve is to learn jazz songs, aka jazz standards. The fastest, the best way to improve is is to simply learn more songs, even if you're starting at the very beginning of your jazz journey. But there may be some holes for you for how to go about learning a song, especially a jazz song. It can be an overwhelming task. You may wonder what the best way to do it is, and you may wonder how to improve faster by learning jazz repertoire. So in today's episode, we're gonna talk about just that, the best way to learn a jazz song. Let's go ahead and do it. All right, everybody. What's up? Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards. I am a jazz coach. And here at Learn Jazz Standards, we help musicians just like you learn how to play jazz all while shortening the learning curve, no matter what instrument you play. So welcome to another episode of the podcast. Really excited to be here as usual and very appreciative that you would take time out of your day to uh, listen to me talk about jazz. And in return, I hope you get a ton of value out of today's episode. So like I mentioned, our philosophy at Learn Jazz Standards is the more jazz standards you learn, the more jazz songs you learn, the better you will get at jazz. And a teacher that I uh, studied with once, uh, the great Peter Bernstein, once told me when I asked him, how did you learn how to play jazz? Like what got you uh, to the level you're at today? And he said... I let the tunes teach me how to play. And if we think about that, that makes so much sense, right? What's the best way to learn music? It's to learn songs. And what do we really want to do when we learn any style of music? It's to be able to play songs. And so sometimes when people look at the genre of jazz, they kind of see this overwhelming picture of, I need to learn a lot of music theory. I probably need to know how to play the scales on my instrument in all 12 keys. I need to learn arpeggios. I need to learn chord voicings. And they're looking at all these individual mechanics that it would seem to be necessary in order to play a jazz song. And this can feel overwhelming and sometimes sometimes especially those at the beginning of their jazz journey, get stuck here and they think they need to complete this series of steps in order to finally play their first jazz song, in order to finally improvise for the first time. Instead, again, our philosophy is let's learn songs right away. Let's go straight to learning the songs And let the tunes teach us how to play, because when we learn our first jazz standard or a second, third, fourth, fifth, tenth, fiftieth jazz standard, we will learn new lessons along the way. The first lesson could literally just be, oh, how do I learn a melody? Never done that before. Second lesson could possibly be, again, depending on where you're at in your jazz journey, how do I play a major seventh chord, right? Things like this, the questions will start to come up that you need to provide answers to. And when we learn jazz theory and jazz improvisation and technical stuff on our instrument in the context of a jazz standard then we're actually improving faster because we are applying that knowledge to something that we're actually going to make use out of versus something that just seems like it's this isolated task, like learning my scales or something like that. And to be sure, I am not diminishing the need to learn essential music skills, to learn basic music theory to improve ears and ear training, I'm not diminishing any of that, but what I'm arguing is that if you want to be a jazz player and play better than you ever have, have funner playing jazz, learn how to play jazz in the first place, take jazz solos, play bass bass lines, comp like you've always dreamed you wanted to, then the best way to go about doing that is learning new jazz standards. That's why in our Inner Circle membership, the main focus, the main thing that we do is we learn one new jazz standard a month. It is our main focus because we 100% believe in this philosophy. And it's not just because we decide that we want to believe in this philosophy. This is based on the success of our members, seeing them do this over months and months and months, and in some cases, years at a time, to see the exponential improvement is very obvious. And we'll also go into some other psychological reasons today why learning jazz standards is the way to go if you want to improve your jazz playing. So what is the best way to learn jazz standards? How do we make this process a little less overwhelming? So first, let's talk about the logistics here right let's talk about a time frame for learning a jazz standard right what is the best amount of time to learn a jazz standard in right and how many jazz standards should you be learning and how quickly should you be learning them well at learn jazz standards what we believe is that if you want to really understand a jazz standard very well and get really deep inside of it and extract a lot of information from it and give yourself the time and opportunity to explore it, then one month is a great time period to learn a jazz standard. Now, that's just a general, you know, guideline because for some, you might need more than one month, especially if you're at the beginning of your journey. Maybe you want to spend a little bit more time on a tune, right? For others who are more at an advanced level, perhaps you would spend less time. But I would even argue for those at an advanced level that if the goal is to learn a lot from one jazz standard and get a higher proficiency of playing that song, one month is a good time period. Uh, Why one month as well? Okay, so like everything, there's got to be a cutoff point to where you go, okay, I've, I've, I've worked on this for a while. I've, I've learned a lot of lessons, but inevitably it's time to move on and go to another song and learn a new set of lessons or revisit old lessons because, you know, spoiler alert, jazz standards, they, they contain a lot of the same patterns, a lot of the same chord progressions. You're going to be studying a lot of the same things just in different contexts when you learn new songs. So we also need to like present ourselves a cutoff point of like, Hey, that was enough. Now let's go to the next thing. Cause you're never going to master a jazz song. You're never going to master a concept. You're only going to continue to learn more as you keep moving on. So by setting out uh, a limitation, whether it be a month, uh, which we believe is, is the best way for the vast majority of folks, at least in our membership. Or, or otherwise, right? You want to set a limitation for how long you're going to really spend focusing solely on on a song, right? And again, that's not to say that you won't revisit the song or review it or all these other things that are great to do for retention and, and all that stuff. But it's just to say, to really learn a song, to focus on it, to try to milk every lesson you can uh, out of it with the knowledge you have now. One month is a good time period to do. Another side benefit of learning a jazz standard in a month uh, versus learning five in one month or so on and so forth is that the vast majority of us do not have quote-unquote enough time to practice. And when I say enough time, I mean that is a sort of limiting belief that a lot of us hold on to that we don't have enough time to practice. Um, And I don't say that in the sense that like, oh, you can always find some more time to practice if you look at your schedule. I'm not even talking about that. What I'm talking about is our other philosophy that we have here at Learn Jazz Standards is that we believe that you don't need to practice more than the time that you already currently have available to you now in order to improve at jazz. What you need to do is have goal-oriented focused practicing based upon projects like learning a jazz standard in 1 month to improve exponentially over time. We're all about working smarter, not harder because for the most Vast majority of us, we don't have a a quote unquote enough time to practice, right? We wish we had more time, but we have lives, jobs, families, so on and so forth that we need to take care of, and so we don't always have a lot of time, and we don't want to, we don't want to worry about that. We don't want to constantly be feeling guilty about did I practice enough this week or I haven't touched my instrument enough this week. I mean, that's not really a healthy way to view learning music. So, the less is more approach to us, is far better than the more is more approach. Okay? Less is more is better than more is more. Now, a natural question that gets asked, and occasionally a member will ask uh, us this in one of our live Q&As. Okay, um, I joined a band or... I'm trying to attend this, this public jam session, where I'm with a a group of peers of other musicians who, uh, you know, they, they know all these songs. There's like a repertoire of, of 20 songs, 30 songs, 40 songs. I'm overwhelmed. to need to learn these songs. And so there is an element of like, absolutely. Um, feel free to speed, learn some songs or use charts to learn some songs or, um, you know, literally bring I real pro to a gig. Like, I mean, I mean, I don't think that that should be frowned upon in the jazz community. Um, the the more jazz standards you learn over time, the faster you are at learning them, or the more you're able to get by through them by hearing the patterns of the chord progressions. And that's literally just a the magic starts happening, the more jazz standards you learn. Again, hence why we believe learning jazz standards is the the highest leverage activity that you can do to improve jazz playing, to get better at playing jazz all around. Okay. So of course there's situations where you might need to learn more song than one jazz standard in a month. Right. But again, we're talking about here, um, really digging deep into a jazz standard, like really extracting a lot of information. And the idea again, behind that is that when we learn one jazz standard really well, what you need to understand is that is helping you play and learn every other jazz standard exponentially better and faster. So, the more you study autumn leaves, the more you understand two five one chord progressions in major and minor keys. Huge lesson right there, because you will find that the vast majority of other what we call jazz standards, common repertoire, contain major and minor two five one chord progressions. And perhaps, you're listening to this and you have no idea what that is, right? Well, you need to study one of these tunes to learn what that is. And ideally you'll have some help like in our inner circle membership or through a private teacher to understand what all of that means, right? This is how we do it, my friends. So the first kind of concept I'm talking here about the best way to learn jazz standards is this time idea of one month and the, the idea of a cutoff point, Um not cutting off the song forever, but moving on to the next one. So this can help relieve a lot of the, the stress, the pressure around practicing a lot, needing to know a lot, right? Let the tunes teach you how to play, right? Like, let the questions come up as you learn a tune. Let the the, the roadblocks, the struggles come up as you learn a tune. Give yourself plenty of time to focus on the tune, Right? And this is how we create long-term success. Again, that's not just me saying that as a hyperbole. This is something that is not only have I've seen it throughout my career within myself, through other colleagues, through private lesson students I've taught in the past, but definitely with our inner circle members, we've seen this. We have absolutely seen this. Uh, the testimonials of our members who say, wow, on day one, this was hard. On day one. You know, day 90, this was exponentially easier, right? That's what happens, my friends. Okay. So that's number one. That's, you know, learning jazz standards over a period of time. So let's go into the more nitty gritty of learning a jazz standard. Like, okay, what is the very first step, right? Now, for those of you who are longtime listeners of the podcast, this next little bit here might sound familiar. Either way, it's great review. And if this is the first time you're hearing about this, pay attention because this is a, a huge, huge strategy for learning jazz standards right here. So it's what's called our list process for learning a jazz standard. That's an acronym. It stands for L I S T which is listen, internalize, sing, and transfer. So let's go over what all of those mean. So the first step is to listen to a jazz standard that you're trying to learn. That might seem obvious, okay, but there are so many of us who get told, hey, you should learn how high the moon. And then the first thing you do is pull out your instrument and you put on your headphones and you start listening to how high the moon and you start trying to figure it out or you pull out a piece of sheet music and try going straight to it there, right? And- By doing that, you're not familiar with the song already, and you're not going to be able to play it very well. You're not going to learn it very well. It's going to take you longer to learn it, right? You don't want to do that. I mean, think about top 40s music or just really catchy songs that you know. Well, one of the reasons that you know it and you could sing it and all that stuff is because you've heard it so many times, right? And it's the same. If you want to learn a jazz standard, a jazz song, you need to do the same thing. So one of the things, for example, we do in our inner circle membership is in our jazz standard studies, we learn one a month. We have Spotify and YouTube playlists where there's like 20 recordings, right, of that jazz standard. And so we encourage our members to play that playlist starting from the first day of the month, continuing to the last day of the month, right? They're hearing different versions of the song. They're hearing um, different approaches. They might be hearing different styles of playing the same song. But overall, they're hearing that melody over and over again. They're hearing that harmony over and over again they're internalizing that song, right? They're getting to know that song and and that's practicing right there without even touching your instrument. So that's L stands for listen. So don't go straight to just let's pick up our instrument. At least give a few days of just listening to that song, right? And then don't stop listening to that song while you're even learning it, even after you've learned the melodies and, and the chords. Continue listening to that song. That's what you want to do. You want to get very familiar with it. So that's L, stands for listen. Okay, so the next step here is internalize. I stands for internalize. And this is another phase of the listening process, right? But as I mentioned before, during the listening phase, you might be listening to a playlist of a bunch of different versions of a song. And the I for internalize is let's pick one version of the song and possibly the original version right might be a good idea and let's really hone in on that one so let's let's like narrow our focus a little bit and just say let's let's really listen to kenny dorham's version of blue bossa from the joe henderson album right cuz that's the original one right let's really focus in on that one cuz probably that's the original tent of, of the melody, right? Because, you know, sometimes if you've listened to a lot of jazz, you realize that jazz musicians take liberties with melody sometimes. So go straight to the source, right? Go to the original if that's a possibility, right? Um, or if there's a version of the song you just really, really, really like and you want to channel that, then go to that version of the song, Right. And that's going to be your main source for learning the song. But this is still listening. Internalizing, this is still listening. You're just focusing onto one song. And then I encourage you, you know, perhaps in the listening phase, the L phase, you're going to be listening to a playlist in the background while you're working out or running or in the car or, you know, cleaning your house, whatever. And I would recommend during the internalized phase to some degree, actually just sitting down. And listening, as if you're practicing without your instrument, but just listening intently and really being mindful about what you're hearing, right? That's the internalized phase, okay? A lot of people aren't doing this, guys. A lot of people aren't doing this. Um, But ask our members who do this. It works. It helps. And even just having this framework to work with helps you simplify this process, right? And helps you, like, not forget it. That's a huge problem that people have. Forgot the jazz standard, I learned. Um, can't memorize it very well. Well, all these steps that I'm putting in place here are going to help you. They're going to help you do that, okay? S. S stands for sing, okay? So this is uh, this is where, you know, this age-old advice or um, saying of like, if you can sing it, you can play it. Well, that's not 100% true. That's maybe 50% true, Right. Um, there's more to it than that. But if you can sing it, that means you have internalized it, right? It's a it's a proof that you've internalized it. So again, I, I might I might be learning blue bossa, right? Uh and and, and so if I can sing blue bassa, da do da da Dee, da, do, 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 da, da. Right? That means I have it in my head. And, and, and obviously, feel free, sing it along with the recording. Sing it along by yourself. And as you might have just alluded to there, you don't have to sing very good. That wasn't very good singing. That's not the point. The point is that you can vocalize it some way. Whistling is okay, too, if, you're, if that's better for you. Humming is okay, too, if that's better for you. Um, no, not every single note has to be pitch-perfect accurate. Right. It's especially if we're talking about learning like a bebop head or something like that or a solo. Right. You can apply the same process to learning solos by ear. Um, you, you absolutely don't have to nail every single note. That's what the next stage is for. But what you're really trying to channel is the essence and probably at least the rhythms of what's actually going on. Right. Because because rhythms are super important when we're talking about learning melodies. Right. Which is what we're doing here. OK. Awesome. So that's singing the melody, right? Um, now, there's other levels we can go to here, right? More advanced, like, okay, if we're really trying to learn the chords by ear, which we'll talk about in a second, um, or just learning the chords in general, you, know, you could, for example, sing the bass lines or the bass notes, rather, of each chord, right? Um, if you're super advanced, you could sing the arpeggios of each chord. That's not what I'm expecting the vast majority of people to do. It's just an option during the singing phase that you can do if you really want to take things up to the next level and start working on the getting the chords thing by ear. That's what you can do. Okay, next is T, which is for transfer. Um, So again, let's just say we're learning a, a jazz standard. Let's say we're learning all the things you are. So the transfer phase is now when we pick up our instrument and we go, again, we're working on the melody here. We're going, okay, I... I've listened to it, I've internalized it, I've singed it, let's transfer to our instrument. That's the other 50%, right? It's like the way we learn music is what we hear in our head and where muscle memory meets, right? So all the things you are... Here's the melody there. So when I'm transferring, how am I doing this, really? So first of all, yes, uh, it's possible that just because you can sing it and stuff, you can actually go ahead and figure it out without listening to a recording. That's definitely a possibility. I wouldn't 100% recommend that, though, because, again, there's probably nuances you're not singing or hearing that you need to match up with the recording. So literally go bar by bar, like with the recording. and get each note right get each note and this again it's going to be a lot easier because you can already hear it in your head right but you're listening to the recording and you're and you're stopping the recording and it might seem a little bit like tedious to do it this way but trust me learning by ear is is by far the best way to do this like at least if you're going to learn anything by ear learn the melody by ear that's what we really preach um to our members right and so I mean, reading sheet music it exercises a completely different uh, muscle, right? Which is is not conducive to memorizing songs uh, as much as learning by ear, as well as the ultimate goal, which is improvisation, which um, really has very little, if anything, to do with reading, right? So, you know, we'll do it that way. Now, okay, what if it's too fast for you and, and you're really at the beginning of your journey of learning stuff by ear? Okay, we'll use a slow downer. Like, A couple tools to mention, Amazing Slowdowner is a slowdowner. This just helps you slow down. You can upload a track to it. Um, You can slow down, or I think with Amazing Slowdowner, you can even use Spotify, um, and you can slow down the tempo of that track without changing the pitch, right? That's how that technology works. And there's other ones too, like Songmaster is another one. Um, I think there's another one called Transcribe, that one I haven't used as much. Uh, There are different tools you can use uh youtube if you're listening to a song on youtube to learn it you can go to the settings icon on there and you can slow it down i believe by .25 um there's different intervals that you can slow it down by this helps you slow it down especially if it's a fast tempo song so that you can pick up those sounds and translate it to your instrument a little bit easier so use technology to your advantage right i mean back in the in the day the jazz greats they weren't using this technology that's fine we can use it and that's a good thing to to use right in my opinion so take advantage of, of using uh slow downers instead of getting super frustrated with this process right okay so you'll do that and so eventually you'll be able to play along with the recording right Along with recording is important um, because, again, it's it's helping you kind of check your work. You'll hear if a if a note sounds a little bit off or if you're not lining up rhythms very well. And during this process, it's kind of important to be a little bit precise, right? Because you're learning a song for the first time. We know that in jazz, musicians take liberties with the melody and play around them a little bit, might adjust them a little bit, but... It's important that whenever you're learning any song of of any genre, in my opinion, that you try to get the melody as straight as possible from the very beginning so that you know that original melody really well before you go and embellish it and do other things with it, right? So with the recording to kind of, again, check your work, to me, is a good idea. Okay, so that's the list process. Listen, internalize, sing, and transfer. Again, I, I mentioned you can apply this to learning jazz solos by ear as well. Um, exact same idea, right? Okay, so the big question, right? So that's that's the melody. We we know that kind of like to learn a song, the main the main things you need to do is learn the melody and learn the chords. And obviously, you need to learn the chords no matter what instrument you play. I mean, of course, certainly if you're a guitar, or piano player. You need to know these chords because you need to comp them, right? Right? You need to learn the chords because you have to comp, um, you have to accompany, all this stuff. But if you don't know what the chords are and you're a saxophone player or a trumpet player, that's a huge problem, right? Because how can you improvise? Um, or even start to figure out how to improvise if you don't know what the chords are. Um, And we'll talk a little bit about improvisation in a second, but again, we're just talking about the fundamentals here. So you need to learn the chords. How do you do that, right? Um, Absolutely, you can do this by ear, but that's a little bit more of an advanced thing to be able to do. We'll talk about that, but what I would advise, again, is is continue to learn as many jazz standards as possible um, over time, And study them and listen to them the way we're talking about it today and you will recognize the sounds of chord progressions right even if that sounds right when i say that you're like no brent that's not true i will never be able to do that i guarantee you that over time you will start to hear chord progressions okay again we talk about a a jazz standard like autumn leaves right (coughs) Right. Okay, well, the the first chords, two, five, one to B flat major, right? And if you have a if you have help, right, if you don't know what a two, five, one is, but if you have a resource like the inner circle, for example, or a private teacher or something else that can say, Hey, these first chords, right, in autumn leaves, that's a two, five, one in B flat major, right? Then you go, okay, now I know what a two five one is in B flat major, right? Oh, I don't even know what those Roman numerals mean. Okay, we have a course in the inner circle for example called Roman Numeral Analysis 101. So if you have no idea how chord chord progressions or chord structures are created, there's a resource for you. But again, we're exploring all these ideas through the concept of learning a jazz standard. That's how we're going to really learn this stuff, not, "Hey, here's an assignment. Go learn how to play a 251 in all 12 keys," right? Good assignment, but let's Process this through a jazz standard and figure it out first that way. Okay, so you need to learn those chords, and so if you're a saxophone player or, or, or a trumpet player, you're going to want to be able to go right, play the arpeggios. You're going to want to be able to do that. You're going to be able to do that no matter what instrument you play. We'll talk about that a little bit in a second, right? But that's learning the chords, and so how do we learn them? Well, absolutely, this is a great opportunity to pull out a chord chart and learn it from a chord chart and memorize it from a chord chart, right? And and go that direction um, and and do that by learning it that way. Um, But it's always a great idea. If you have the ability, if you have the ability, if you've done this for a while, try to see if you can get the chords by ear first. And again, how do you get to that level? You learn so many jazz standards um, or not even so many, but you just learn enough of them and you and you learn them as deeply as we're talking about it right now that you recognize the chord progressions. So you're like, oh, I kind of recognize what that sounds like. That sort of sounds like a major two five one chord progression. All we need to figure out is what key it is. And you can use trial and error on your instrument. Like, uh, is it A-flat? Nope. Is it B-flat? Yep. Yep, that's it. And you can go that direction, right? That, that's a completely acceptable way to start learning how to play chords by ear, right? Trial and error. So, at the beginning though, use a chord chart, right? Get those chord charts going. Memorize the chord chart. Uh use repetition to memorize the chord chart. Use the melody tied to the chords to help you memorize the chords, right? That's how we do it. Again, maybe to you if you're a beginner this sounds a little bit tedious. But what we're trying to do here is we're trying to help you improve faster in the long run, not in the short run. We're not we're not we're not here to try to help you go, "Hey, look, Learn a jazz standard in five minutes. No, that's not a good way to learn a jazz standard, especially at the beginning. Um, We want to learn a jazz standard in one month, right? And then suddenly when you do need to learn like five jazz standards in a week because of a jam session or something like that, you have the tools and the ability to do that a lot quicker because you've been doing this deep work, right? And it's not just deep work, it's fun work. This can be a lot of fun to do. Um, especially if you do it with a community like we do in the inner circle. It gets fun because you're posting what you're doing and people are getting excited for you and and, and giving you feedback. And, and so then it becomes fun, right? It's not just an isolated uh, event that you're doing. Okay, so that's the chords. You learn the chords. Awesome. All right, so now you know the melody, you know the chords, you've done it very well. You've used a strategy that's going to really help you, right? Let's kind of talk about more of this idea of time frame for one second. Um, I mentioned learning a tune in a month, right? And that insinuates that you should have a little bit of a process in place. And I wanted to talk about this now versus at the beginning, because now that we kind of know some things that we need to do, like the list process, we want to kind of go, oh, well, what do we need to do at what period of time, right? So again, whenever we have a project I recommend for any practicing using something called batching. So batching is where you are basically taking a big project, learning a jazz standard in one month, and you're cutting it up into smaller pieces. So imagine you got a pizza, right? And you can't eat the whole pizza all at once. You got to slice it up into six slices, eight slices, how many slices do you want, honestly, in order to accomplish this, this task, right? This is project management 101, right? But a lot of us aren't doing this right? We're going, let's learn the melody in one day. It's a bad idea. Most of the time, unless you're advanced and you really know what you're doing, right? Um, So sometimes it's better just to go, let's learn the first eight bars of the melody today. Let's learn the second bar, eight bars of the melody today. Let's review those bars on the eighth day. Um, this is something we really do batching in one of our courses in our inner circle called 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing. One of the things we do in that course is, yes, we learn jazz standards, among other things, but we use batching a lot because it just it's how we want to learn how to practice, um, which is something oh, another philosophy of ours in, the, uh, in Learn Jazz Standards is we want to teach you how to practice, right? Not just teach you music theory and licks and cool ideas. Those, those are fun too, and we do those. But how do you actually practice um, it, it's a less sexy topic, but it's really the secret sauce. It's the thing that the great jazz musicians do. They get really good at practicing. And so batching is one strategy to take it, take into that there, right? So you're not necessarily doing the list process all in one day. Um, You can also walk and chew gum at the same time, right? You don't have to, again, I said, listen, do the listening phase through the whole month, Right you can still do the 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 internalizing and transfer phases you know while you're still doing all of this at once right it's it's just a rough a rough step by step process that you can take right but you want to you want to separate all this and batch this together so that you're not doing all of it in one day you're you're not learning the chords all in one day unless again you have that capability and and that makes sense for you right so always batch what you're doing when learning a jazz standard okay let's go to the next part cuz obviously once you learn a jazz standard Right, to, to to really fulfill that jazz standard, the purpose of learning a jazz song. You want to be able to improvise over it, right? Um, and so the the advice here to give is to apply one tool or strategy for improvising over that jazz standard. One tool or strategy for improvising over that jazz standard. And I say the word one because that should be your baseline for the amount of things that you're trying to work on with a given jazz standard. Um, it's totally fine if you're working on two tools or strategies, but again, we believe in the less is more approach, a little bit more than the more is more approach, right? So, for example, um, let's say you're at the very beginning of your of your journey, and you know you heard from someone like me that a, a real good baseline for improvising is chord tones, right? So being able to play with chord tones, again, if you hear great jazz musicians play, they're outlining the chords in their solos and the melodies that they're playing. So the, maybe the idea for you is to work on just the chord tones of the jazz standard. That's a tool that you're going to use, right? Um, we we provide this resource in our jazz standard studies in our inner circle because this is important foundational stuff, Right. Uh, We call them chord tone maps. They map out the chord tones in a melodic fashion over top of the chord changes that you can practice. Um, And and a lot of our members will create their own versions of the chord tone maps. Um, A great high leverage activity to do, right? Even if you're a more advanced player, like just working on that. And, And in fact, a lot of another advanced strategy, not advanced, but it's another strategy is just to go, okay, I got the chord tones down over top of this tune. I can play them. Can I just solo only using the chord tones? Like that's a a good improvisational strategy that you can apply to really get inside of that, right? And again, the idea is we have one month. Let's get really good at something that we're struggling with, right? Um, Or something that you're already good at that you just want to improve upon, right? Um, So picking one or two strategies, but one is is the baseline for improvisation to apply over that jazz standard, right? That's what you want to do. Um, for, for some of our members, like we, we provide composed solos, etudes, you could call them. So uh, a solo to help you learn how to improvise over it. So some, some of our members will go, like my goal is to learn this etude, right? That's my improvisational strategy. So I can learn all this cool jazz language to play. Um, some go, I'm going to take one liquor idea from this etude and play it in all 12 keys, right? It's another thing we provide too. So, The idea is to take a tool or a strategy, utilize it to improve, not take all the tools or strategies, not um, be like, oh, I got to play every single drop two voicing I have ever known over top of this jazz standard. Oh, and on top of that, I also have to be able to play the melodic minor theory that I learned over every single chord. That's too much, right? It's more like, what's our focus this month? Um, when we do this, right, if we have 12 focuses, I'm talking about a year's time, right? If we have 12 focuses every single month applied to jazz standards, so you're learning at least 12 jazz standards that exponentially help you learn other jazz standards quicker and faster. If we do that for one year or even just six months or even just three months, right, we're improving that much more. Because our focus is so clear on what we're trying to do, right? This is how we improve, guys. This is how we improve as musicians, and so I hope that that's clear. Um, This is this is our philosophy for learning jazz standards in the inner in the in learn jazz standards, but definitely in our inner, inner circle membership. This is what we do all the time. So to kind of review, what is the best way to learn jazz songs, right? So first of all, the philosophy of yes, learning a jazz song as the context for everything is the best idea. Killing two birds with one stone. It's bringing context to what you're actually learning. And it's creating the playing field for being able to learn new things or ask questions that you don't know about things. Okay. Monthly is a good time period, but that can be flexible depending on who you are and how advanced you are and how much time you have, right? The list process is a great way to learn melodies by ear, also chords by ear, but also feel free to use chord charts by ear and just trust that the more jazz standards you learn, the more that you'll hear chord progressions emerge when you hear them on a recording and it'll be easier and faster to learn chords even without looking at a chord chart, okay? And then applying a tool or strategy for your improvisation over top of that jazz standard, right? Keeping your focus narrowed. Um, this is our philosophy for learning a jazz standard, the best way to learn a jazz song, in our opinion, right? This is what we do all the time. Um, thousands of musicians every month do it with us. Um, you don't have to do it with us. You I'm, I'm saying all this and giving you examples of the inner circle because... This is where we actually play out this process. This is like our live ground for what we do. But you obviously can do this on your own, right? Um, but my goal, my, my challenge for you this week is is just to go, okay, what of what Brent just said, am I doing, am, am I not doing? And can I make a goal to do this, right? Can I do at least one aspect, right? Even one little movement pivot in the direction that I'm talking about. I think you're going to start really seeing improvements again, whether you're starting at the beginning or you're an advanced player. If you do this stuff, you will improve faster over time. You're going to have a lot more fun playing and you're doing what you really want to be doing anyways. And that's playing songs, right? We all want to play songs, All right, my friends, so that's all for today's podcast episode. Obviously, if you would like help doing this, learning new jazz standards every single month, um, this is the best place to do it, the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. So check out ljsinnercircle.com or in the link in the show notes, you'll find a link to the Inner Circle. Would love to have you join us over there. A lot of fun. Um, We give you everything you need to succeed. And it's not just the one jazz standard we learn a month. We have courses on just about everything you possibly need for learning jazz um, there. So that if you're wondering or you have a hole in your playing or you're not sure about how to learn theory, like we have something there for you, right? There's something there that will help you learn. So ljsinnercircle.com or link in the show notes. All right, my friends, we're gonna be coming out another great episode of the podcast coming up next week. Until then, happy practicing and Cheers.